Welcome to RiskWise, a show about money for Muslims, where you'll learn how to make smarter financial decisions without selling your soul. For the full experience, join us at no cost at riskwise.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome back to RiskWise. My name is Ahmed. Assalamu alaikum. This is Saeed. Great to be back. Thank you for joining us again. So I always forget to make the the announcements at the beginning. Saeed, your job from now on is that if I forget to say these things, you have to remind me to say them. Okay. Okay. First of all, if you're not on our email list, you're going to want to get on the email list. That's the best way for us to notify you of new episodes. Just go to riskwise.com, R-I-Z-Q-Y-S-W-I-S-E.com. Drop your email address in the box there at the top of the page and hit send and you'll be good to go. You, if you're not on that email list, you're missing some killer emails from Ahmed. They're just great pieces of writing. I love them. So are you familiar with the concept of under promise and over deliver? <laughs> because you, what you just did is over promise and, and now the burden's on me to yep. deliver, isn't it? Yeah, that very, part was very convenient of you. By the way, guys, today is going to be the best episode you've ever heard in your life. Yes. And Saeed's got some incredible gems, <laughs> stuff that's just you know going to blow you away. <laughs> How does it feel, Saeed? Point, point taken. Point taken. <laughs> the other important reason to get on that email list is pretty soon, I'm not going to make promises on the date, but pretty soon we're going to be unveiling a new free course that's going to be useful for people that have not been with us from the beginning. So if you're just joining the podcast now or you're just tuning in or you're kind of like late to the game, that's fine. We're going to be offering a free course that takes you through some of the foundational topics that we've covered from day one that you're going to want to catch up on. Mm-hmm. So that'll get announced on our email list. You're going to want to be on there to hear about it. Absolutely. Finally, the last thing before we get to the meat of today's topic is iTunes. If you're yes. on iTunes, that's probably the best way to listen to a podcast. So you're going to want to get on iTunes, <laughs> find our pot. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that is that too much Apple propaganda? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It well, is. how so, else do you listen to a podcast? There's so many ways. Come on, RSS feeders that every other platform has. I'll I'll admit. Well, iTunes we're not on Stitcher or or SoundCloud, so we can't. No, do but that. we we have we have an RSS link that people can add, and they have been adding um, to their RSS feeder. Like my podcast feeder uses RSS links. But that being said, I use RSS, iTunes. but RSS is, RSS is for geeks. It's not for the average person. <laughs> it's not for normal people. I was just gonna say. I will say that iTunes. It does make it easy. So if you have an Apple product, don't go out and buy one just for the, the podcast. Uh, but if you already have one, you have an iTunes account, um, definitely sign us, sign up to the podcast from there. And also leave us a review just so, you know, other people can find us if they need help with personal finance and our Muslim. Yes, that would be much appreciated. Thank you. Please. Please and thank you. So let's actually start now. All right. So we, we've been talking about investing for the last couple of episodes and we're easing into the topic and now we're really starting to get into the meat of it Mm -hmm. and today we want to tackle really one of the critical fundamental and common mistakes that people make when they approach investing Mm -hmm. and that mistake is that people think investing is like trading stocks yes is like you know your buddy who um, you know has a stock tip, he's got some penny stock that he's sure is going to go through the roof, that buying that stock and investing are the same thing. And buying it at the right time, selling it a couple minutes later, a couple days later, a couple months later, and that trade, you know, buy here, sell here, that is what investing is all about. That's the be-all and end-all of investing 
period, is one of the most common misconceptions that exist about what investing really is. And I'll partly blame Hollywood for making movies mm. that have the characters do these things. There are not very many movies, and I don't know how many people watch them, so they only get part of the blame. I think a large part of the blame comes from regular news, regular financial entertainment, aka financial news, that justifies their existence through talking about good trades and good stock tips. <laughs> they couldn't exist otherwise. Yeah, we, we've talked about this before, right? Like the 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 business news is not going to get very good ratings if they give people boring financial planning advice. Yep. They're going to get ratings if they talk about what's happening in the market and making that news, even if it's not terribly consequential, but finding yeah. a way to spin it and make it exciting. Absolutely. The, the other mean, thing to be said about that, and this is a bit of a tangent, is that most of that financial news is not really targeted at the average Joe or the average Ahmed. Right. Like the Wall Street Journal, you know, the Financial Times, like a lot of these publications and television shows and news shows, they're targeted at people that are professionally in the markets, professional um, traders, financial professionals, people that make financial decisions on behalf of investment firms and funds and so on. Not so much for you and me. Yeah. Is that fair to say? Um, it's I'd, I'd agree with that 60 percent. Because I think that you're right, that's probably who they gear it for. But if we were to measure who watches it and who makes financial decisions based on it, I think we'll see a large percentage of regular average people who are making ill-informed decisions on those news. Well, that, that, for that's that, just I mean, it, right? So we're, we, we are all listening because it's exciting and it's interesting and it's, it's yeah. fun to learn about you know, what the markets did today and tomorrow and where oil's going and what's happening in China and like, are their GDP figures actually real? But the truth is none of that knowledge is actionable for you and me. Right, for you and me. Exactly. We still like it though. Yeah. So you're gonna burst our yeah. bubble, Saeed. Why is, why is trading and investing two very different things and how do we get these mixed up? Well, okay, let's start with why these, these two things get confused is because they kind of look the same. Trading and investing almost look identical because they both happen on the stock market or on publicly traded markets. So you can both be a long-term investor using stocks in a stock market or you can be an active trader in stocks on a stock market. Right. The logistics are the same basically, right? Yeah, exactly. And there are no movies about investors. There the are many. movie ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly why. But there are movies about traders, people who are trading back and forth, buying and selling, screaming at their phone, holding four phones on their shoulder. We see movies about that because it creates drama. Trading creates drama. Investing shouldn't. So that's why the two of them get confounded. The difference between them is really, really huge. And we kind of alluded to that uh, earlier. Trading is just, I want to make some kind of prediction about stock A. I think it's going up or I think it's going down. And I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. If I think it's going up, I'm going to buy some. When it goes up, I'll be right and I will sell and I will be verified and validated in my opinion. Yay to me immediately do I get that feedback of, yes, Saeed, you were smart, you predicted something that was going to happen in the future, and you just so happened to be right and you made money. Awesome. That's what trading is about. It is almost like 
gambling. And in the financial news, we'll actually use that term. You'll hear them say bet. People will make a bet on something. Right. Yeah, that's true. Like people will make a bet like right now uh, in the news today is Alibaba, the um, kind of like an eBay sort of thing, Amazon sort of thing in China it has tanked incredibly. Oh, really? So, yeah. So this is all so, part of the, the, Chi- the Chinese market downturn? Exactly. Oh, I just I don't know that. Okay. Um, so I don't watch the news. Now the bet. <laughs> <laughs> so the bet is people are betting that the Chinese market will continue to fall. So they're betting against Alibaba and other things that are sensitive to the Chinese economy, and they're bets. We like they're 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 verbalized as bets because we are trying to make a short-term prediction of the future. Who who knows? I mean, who who has knowledge of the future? Nobody, short or long term. Who who is not human has knowledge of the future. Oh, oh, uh, God, of course. Exactly. And God alone has knowledge of the future. So for us to try and make money off of a short-term future prediction, we're doing something that as Muslims we know we can't do. We can't have knowledge of the future, yet we'll try and make these short-term trades and make these short-term bets. But, but, but that's different from making you know, long-term intelligent decisions, right? Because we don't have knowledge of the long-term either, but there's a big difference between trading, which is betting on the short-term fluctuation of a stock, which could happen for a variety of reasons. And I, I think, I'm not sure if we're going to get into this today, Saeed, but, you know, the markets don't necessarily operate logically. Mm-hmm. It's not like a stock goes up because it should go up, Specific data, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. there's a lot of reasons why stocks go up and down. And look at what's happening in China. Not every company on the market is tanking. Mm -hmm. But there's other reasons why the market is is being affected, right? Right. Uh, Versus, you know, a long-term approach to investing should be about understanding the the underlying fundamentals of a company and investing in the long-term future of that company. And the trouble is that because the mechanics are the same, the logistics are the same, you're still buying that stock in the same way. The trouble is I think a lot of people get scared about stock investing because it feels wrong. It feels like you're gambling, feels like you're betting, and yeah, it doesn't okay. feel very secure. Exactly. So it, it, I want to emphasize that trading is about short-term predictions of the future, very, very short-term. Trading is also a full-time job. It is not something that is passive that you can do, set it and forget it and have money and revenue generated, you know, over time, essentially automatically for you. It's not passive. It is very hands-on, very active. It is a full-time 24-7 job. In addition to that, Trading today, if you have any inclinations about trading and you want to do this, because let's say you are in the healthcare field, so you know a lot about healthcare, you know a lot about biotechnology, let's say, and you feel like you can make some good short-term predictions on some biotech firms, some pharmaceutical firms, let's say. You don't know more than the guys on the street. Is that what you're going to (laughs) say? That is absolutely true. But who knows even more than the guys on the street are the computers on the street. Trading today is actually less and less a human endeavor. It is more and more being run by incredibly powerful and incredibly expensive computers who are making, you know, second by second predictions and buying and selling in massive volumes to try and get one or two pennies a day times however many thousands or millions of stock they trade. 
trading, making these short-term bets, because I see this on the internet a lot. Obviously, Google knows that I read about finance a lot, so I get the ads about finance. And I'll see ads for some trading platform, you know, some Forex trading, maybe some short term penny stock trading, some guy who's going to teach you how to, you know, um, analyze stock charts. It's always Forex, I find. Why are there so many Forex trading, you know, courses and things like that? Honestly, I don't know. Forex is complicated, man. The stuff that goes into what interacts between two currencies is huge. But, you know, I don't know why why that happens. Maybe because it's cheaper. I really don't know. But, I mean, you'll see it often. People will sell like some kind of chart analysis course to trade, you know, based on some moving average and some kind of, you know, way that a chart looks and waveforms and Fibonacci and all these kinds of strange things. All of those mathematical or visual sequences that justify trades are all programmed now. So if you're trying to look at a chart with your eyes and use your hands to like, okay, here's one waveform, here's another waveform, okay, third waveform is coming. Dude, a computer has done that a million times in the span that you were just looking at that chart. So all that kind of short-term technical, we call it technical trading, that short-term technical trade stuff that more and more is being done by computers programmed by software engineers of the smartest from the smartest schools who are being informed by the smartest quantitative analysts and and statisticians that exist out there the trading short-term prediction game is being owned by computers and at risk wise we are not going to condone that form of an of using the investment market yeah, you're not going to win. And that's not even to mention things like transaction costs, because the more oh, you yeah. trade, the more you rack up in transaction costs, which for the average person will pretty much kill any returns that you would have hoped to have made, which you wouldn't have made anyways. And taxation, right? When you Capital gains taxes. When you, buy and, when you buy and sell something, if you make money, you're going to pay tax on it. So if you're always buying and selling and you're always triggering a tax implication, well, there go there goes all your money pretty fast. So that's not even to mention all of that because you won't win the game to begin with before even considering transaction costs and and tax events. But now mm-hmm. that we've kind of debunked mm-hmm. trading, let's bring it home. Say, tell us, you know, <clears throat> how is investing for the long haul different? How does the approach look to invest? Okay, um, so I'm going to do my best to summarize a 600-page book by Ben Graham. Uh, the intelligent investor in two minutes. <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna okay. unpack this in future episodes as well, right? Yeah. Okay. So just to give you by contrast, we talked about trading. What investing is, it's fundamentally different. Investing is essentially we want to find good businesses or good assets that pay you to own it. And we talked about this in a previous episode about the difference between, you know, expenses and assets and investments, that if something pays you to own it, you can call it an investment. So most of the things that we own, most of the things that you're spending money on don't pay you when you own them. They're therefore not investments. So investing is going out there and and doing some work to find good businesses, good assets that pay you to own them or that they reliably have a long track record of going up in price over time. That's what an investment is, and that's what we're trying to do when we invest. So investors, again, to summarize Ben Graham's incredible book, we're essentially looking at 
looking when we look at a business, we want to make an assessment and say, is this a good business? Do they make money? Do they have strong management? Do they have growth potential? So where they are today is great. Uh, where they've come from and where they are shows exceptional growth. Are they going to continue to grow? Are they selling more product? Are they expanding into different countries? Those are the kinds of analyses that you want to make when you go out there and look for something to buy. It is a difficult job. It is mathematical. It requires training to be able to analyze the quality of a business. There are designations or and training courses and years and years of study that people go through to make that assessment. And we're trying to, and there's this word here, a keyword here, that we're trying to assess value. How much is a business worth? Maybe it's, you know, Tra- traded on the stock market at $30, but maybe you can assess it that it's actually going to be worth in the long term more because the business is doing really well. Not because the chart is is changing up and down, not because I think some piece of news or legislation is going to come out and I want to make a bet in favor of that. But no, this is a good, well-run, profitable business and I want to be on this. That's essentially what investing is. So, Saeed, I would actually suggest we... We wrap it up there. I think I think that's sufficient to warn people against going down the path of becoming a trader, as exciting as that sounds. Right. <laughs> and as much as people want to be able to like, you know, watch these stock charts and like make short term trades and bet lots of money, it's exciting, but it's stupid. And you're gonna lose. <laughs> Right. So I think, tell us how you really feel. Ahmed. <laughs> that's how I feel. It's just dumb. Right. <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, you get an, an adrenaline rush out of it. Right. It's stimulating. And that's what's appealing about it. Right. It's like real time, yeah, immediate gratification. But what it is, is it's a game. It's more of a game yeah. than anything else. So if you want to play a game, I would suggest um, playing a cheaper game. Uh, what are you into, Said? You're a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's lots of games Starcraft Starcraft Heroes of the Storm you know whatever Minecraft I don't know what the kids are playing these days but you know play a cheaper game um, <laughs> save some money and put that towards a more uh, profitable uh, long term investment we're going to get into uh, uh, a lot more detail about how to do this right because I think one of the things Saeed, that we need to point out is we're not expecting each and every one of you to go and read Ben Graham's Intelligent Investor and mm-hmm. to do like this fundamental stock analysis, that's not a reasonable expectation. We're talking about this to help you understand the approach and the right way to do it. But practically, there are a few shortcuts that you can take that we're going to get into in future episodes. Yes, sir. Sounds good, Said. Thank you so much. Shortest episode ever. Love it. Yeah, unless we keep talking. <laughs> so that's what I want to come. That's not how I can.